1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear expects punishment. The person who is afraid has not been made perfect in love. We love because God first loved us. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. And I'm Pastor Melissa. And today we continue in this series with the elephant and the donkey in the room, looking at Christian ethics in an election year, going beyond the ballot. If you missed last week's episode, we had a a very good Mm -hmm. conversation, I think. I mean, you know, who knows? I'm probably a little biased. but um, We're just a little biased. Just just a little (laughs) bit. But we encountered the question. Let's just say this. We encountered the question. which is more important for us to be in this season, loving or right? Yep. Today, we move on to a different choice that we face as Christians trying to uh, not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but mm-hmm. to be transformed and said by God's grace and God's hope. And it's yet another foundational choice, I think, that yeah. lays the bedrock for much of our political experience and shared lives. It's the choice of hope or fear. And man, do like, I think this is the one that like out of the sermon that was preached on a Sunday morning where we talked about, you know, monsters or made in the image of God, last week's podcast conversation, loving or right. Like, I think this one, this pairing, hope or fear, this is what is at the root of it all in our particular Mm. context, in my humble opinion. But no, really, like, I think that. I think fear is such a powerful tool mm. that um, if I if I'm just being real blunt and honest, like I think that uh, people have learned how to make a dollar off of selling fear. Yeah, no, for sure. And if you notice the the cliffhanger that comes right before commercial break is ninety five percent of the time, whether it's talk radio or twenty four hour news. Something aimed to make you go, <gasps> yep, and get you to stay on, yeah. And, and sometimes it's really, truly a story worth going <gasps> about, right? And sometimes Most it's not. Times, yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with clickbait, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we look at online headlines, yep, most of them are aimed at triggering one of probably three things, yeah: fear, mm-hmm. anger, yep. Um. And I was going to say, or righteous indignation, which we talked a little bit about last week, but that's really can, can morph yeah. into the other two. Right. Right. Um, and like in fear, I think the other thing too, is that it, it gets us like going, like it, it triggers actual physical responses in our body, right? Yeah. Our cortisol levels go up from the stress it induces. It can actually um, up our adrenaline. Um, and we it's so interesting because these are things that doctors are having to come up with terms for in more of the modern era, not things that they've ever had to do before, but things like adrenaline fatigue. Um, right. Decision, like our 
our adrenaline fatigue isn't because like we've actually been in fight or flight mode. Like, you know, oh, there's a mountain lion coming to get me. I need to run now. Right. Or fight it. But the the way that our media content that we consume, whether social media, whether blogs that we read or um, news that we watch is designed to trigger those same exact things, which makes our physical body respond. And we actually we. As a result, we are facing the consequences of that, where if you feel constantly tired and exhausted, if you could be in a place of where decision fatigue, you could be in a place of adrenaline fatigue. It's all these kinds of things. And I think the beautiful thing is, is that Christ pushes against that, right? And our whole scripture pushes against that. And it's very countercultural, to choose well, hope. It, it, it is. It is. And I think we fear is one of those things that we see Jesus speak against and mm-hmm. into an astronomical number of times. Yeah. Right? And, and part of that is because it is so radically prevalent in us. Yep. You know, you've named some of the real fears that I think, you know, ways in which fear probably does... Mountain um, lions help us in life, right? You know, I, I don't think of mountain lions, but I think of the bears <laughs> that I have, you know, accidentally come in within 200 yards Ooh. of on hikes in the mountains where you kind of go, oh, poo. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, can I outrun the guy next to me? Let's see. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so in those moments, fear, I think, has a life preserving um, factor to it. Right. There yeah. are moments in that fight or flight response where it can actually preserve life, but mm-hmm. if we're stuck there, like if it's just a switch that is on, mm-hmm. it is so life draining in, yeah. in the midst of, of everything, um, and, and it is fear that creates that kind of neurotoxic place. Yeah, um, and it's not physical fear as much, which our bodies right. kind of you know over the last you know thousands and millions of years have mm-hmm. kind of adapted to under you know processing well, but kind of a more of an intellectual or neurological fear. Yep. Right? Uh which yep. we aren't as adept at, right? That is fear not ground in physical harm, but spiritual and relational connectedness and what could happen and what might happen. And it's it's the place where our brain can tell thousands of stories over and over and over again, mm. right? That never yeah. are the positive stories, right? It's never no. the hopeful nope. what could be. Yeah. Um, which I think is why today's conversation is so important. Yeah. Right? And because I think the consequences, like if we carry out those, the fear consequences, right? That's when we grab on tighter to what we believe where we mm. become right and everyone else is wrong. That's when we grab on to that. Like, um, well, the people that agree with me are beloved children of God and everyone else starts to look more like the boogeyman, like look like the, you yeah. know, the scary person out to get you kind of thing. Um, well, I, one so, of the yeah. stories I love on that front is, you know, we're, Part of what is corresponding with this election cycle is this whole conversation about the Supreme Court and, Mm -hmm. you know, should a justice be, you know, confirmed or not or what? And are we being consistent with where we were four years ago or not? And the answer is no. But, you know, that's okay. But one of the the personal anecdotes that I think is profoundly helpful is, Mm -hmm. you know, in in a word of hope, I think, Mm. Antonin Scalia, one of the most... conservative justices on the Supreme Court for this last 25 years Mm -hmm. and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
identified as one of the more progressive justices mm-hmm. on the Supreme Court for the last 25 years. Yeah. Were actually really close personal friends. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and they allowed, they didn't allow the person yeah. who was different than them to become, by the virtue of fear, the boogeyman. Yeah. Right? They allowed themselves to see each other as beloved children of God. Right? I love that. And that is just a profound witness and I think a word of hope because, mm-hmm. yes, we're all going to have different opinions. And, and if everybody had the same opinion, life would be incredibly boring, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when we move into this lockdown fight or flight response, we literally put on those boxing gloves mm-hmm. that are on the graphic image for the series. Yep. Right. We get ready to fisticuff and go and yeah. pretend we're Mike Tyson for a second with our verbal bombs <laughs> um, that get dropped in the comments section. Mm-hmm. And, Always so helpful. No. Oh, so that, critically. Sar- asterisk sarcasm. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, One of the most challenging lines in the scripture that you read as we got started today for me, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love the vision of perfect hope casting out fear, right? I mean, I think that that is, that's one of those most quoted lines of scripture, right? Mm -hmm. We skip the the later part of that same verse, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, We love verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love dries out fear, Mm -hmm. right? Go to the start of the next sentence. The person who is afraid has not been made perfect in love. Yeah. Right. Ouch. That's kind of a gut. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? But it's no, I'm true, perfect. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. It really well, and, is. And I'm reminded of, you know, in, in our ordination process in the United Methodist Church, which is the church we're both connected to. Mm-hmm. Um, we are asked at ordination by our bishop, who is our kind of presiding, yeah. uh, supervising clergy person. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the foundational Wesleyan questions, which is, you know, are you, will you be made perfect in this life? Right? Yeah. And the answer is with God's grace, we will. We will. Right? Mm-hmm. But one of the running jokes, I don't know if it was in your ordination class, but in oh, mine, yes. it certainly I was. I already know where you're going, but um, yes. Not at this rate. Uh, was the answer that we felt might be the most appropriate and honest answer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, working on it, but yep. you know, not at this rate. Because truthfully, no matter who we are, fear crops up, right? Mm-hmm. Fear over um, our existential political things, fear over interpersonal breaking of relationships, fear over decisions that we have to make and, and what impact that will have on others, Yep. you know, um, and I the just, kind of love that is talked about here, I think, is grounded in like a complete and open trust. Yeah. And that's one of the things that like I love about like our Wesleyan understanding of grace so much is mm. that this is absolutely audacious that we believe that yeah. there is the potential for us to be made perfect in love in this lifetime. Right. Like, yes, Absolutely. We all joke that like, not at this rate, we're not going to make it. But still, there is something so beautiful of us to place that much trust in the hope of who God is and how God Mm. can work in this lifetime, in this like blink of an eye in the span of eternity to, um, to work within humanity. I think that's just, well, it's ridiculous. It's audacious according to everything else around us. But yet... How many people need to believe that 
just a seed's worth more, um, what would that change? Just to grab onto like one more seed of it. Not mm. a lot, not a fistful, just one. Um, one of the things that's been like helping me in this season, like especially when coming to this like idea of hope or fear is, I know I can't stop referencing this guy, Scott the Painter, Scott Erickson. Scott the Painter is okay. his uh, Instagram handle. Go follow him. Um, and he actually in like a time of of fear in his own life and has kind of felt that right in the anxiety that's being produced in this election cycle has kind of offered these in his artistic rendering out to the world on Instagram. Um, started making these like hand signs to remind himself and most of them. And it's fear is, you know, such that it drives, it pushes people away. It holds on to scarcity. Right. And so mm. he has offered, where love, right, which hope ultimately leads us back to love, um, is what this, you know, even our scripture text reminded us of. And so one of the ones that I I have loved so much is that um, fear wonders the future. And so he kind of like just points away from himself, but hope plants here. And he just points down onto his hand. And I think that is so beautiful because mm. when we do talk about fear, it's like, but if the other person gets elected, but if, right. but what if, right? Like, and you, you spiral, right? And you brought that up, Daniel. Like we, yep. we have all these terrible thoughts that spin out in our ha- head, but, and that's the fear talking. But instead, if we choose to like point down onto our hand to right here in this moment, love, hope, plants here and i think that is what we need more of right now Mm. i'm gonna go ahead and answer that question that you're gonna ask me i just feel it coming you were about to ask me daniel i think that um what's the one thing that i would suggest people do to prioritize i know right you know (laughs) we may not be certain about going on to perfection quickly but telepathic you got it yeah i got it um if we're gonna if we're gonna prioritize hope when everything else around us sows fear, then what we need to do is we just need to plant here. Just mm. in this moment, one breath, five minutes with your family, five minutes doing the job that you know, the task you've been putting off, whatever it is, but hope and love plants right here. Mm. Release that- the fear of the unknown future. That, that is so, so good. And it ties into my one thing, which I love I'm it. Yes, please, please too. do. Um, <laughs> it, because as, as you were talking about the gripping onto just a seed of mm-hmm. hope, what popped into my mind was we want to box God in. Yeah. To say, if this thing that I'm afraid of happens, there's no way God could work in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Let's throw away the box. Yeah. Live in the moment, plant here, and throw away the box that fear convinces you God is limited to. If we do that, Mm. we can begin in a world full of fear to choose hope. Thanks for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. And I'm Pastor Melissa. 
And special thanks to the elephant and the donkey in the room who have been our friends <laughs> in this series. If you've enjoyed your place in this series and, and want to continue to have this conversation, we invite you to, to give us five stars on iTunes, to like it and share it through SoundCloud, to post it on your social media, or even just text it to somebody who you want to be invited into this conversation, somebody you can have virtual coffee with over the next days or weeks. It really does help this work of God in this stressful and fearful season have greater impact and power than we might ever dream on our own. Now that we have gathered together as, as a family, I want to issue you the invitation to grow. Today it is as simple as sowing hope by being planted here and throwing away the box that fear tells you God is limited to. Plant here. Think big. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go from this place this week. Live into a hope of who God is that is audacious and cannot stand or fit in to any mold of fear, mm -hmm. but instead loves first. May you go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.